USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to Money Wise. Today we're going to be talking about some new tax changes that have taken place really at the very end of 2022. And they're part of the financial bill that was passed, but there are major changes that take place in the areas of retirement accounts and IRAs and tax credits and tax rates and what you can claim for deductions if you make a contribution to a charitable organization. Not all of this impacts everybody, but everything in this tax bill is going to affect a lot of people. So it's important. I wonder how many people realize, for example, that in 2025, which is now only two years away, we're all scheduled to be paying more personal income taxes because that's the way the law was written when it was first passed in 2017. So we're going to be talking about that and a lot of things, and I'd like to introduce uh, my sidekick and companion this morning. Good morning to Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning. So taxes is something that probably interests me more than most people. I've had a lot of background and study. In fact, as we go to do the show today, we've been spending the last number of days focused on studying with the Heckerling Estate Planning Institute, and most of that discussion circles around tax issues. So taxes are very important. We also do a lot uh, with the uh, Ed Slots Advisor Network. We're a member of that organization. So you might have heard that during the pandemic when it first started, we had something called the SECURE Act. And it did a lot of changes in the tax code, but uh, now we have something called Secure 2.0, as they're calling it. And it's part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2023. And guess what? With no time to spare on December 23rd of 2022, and in order to avoid a government shutdown, Congress passed a $1.7 trillion bill and then it was sent off to the president for signature. This is a 4,000-page piece of legislation, but part of that is Secure 2.0, or Son of Secure, some people call it. So it's not a very exciting name, is it, Tenny? Well, I wonder if you can define what Secure stands for. It's always been interesting that it actually stands for something. It stands for... You don't want my definition, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Setting every community up for retirement enhancement. What a stupid name. This is a stupid name. (laughs) But when you look at all the stupid names that Congress passes on bills, somebody is sitting there designing a catchy name so that they can try to remember what the heck they were passing. But one of the professors at the Heckerling... um, (laughs) <laughs> talked about the alternative name that was considered, and that name had the initials S-H-I-T. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> that, that was not used, fortunately. <laughs> no, that wasn't used, but uh, he was very funny uh, discussing this. But the actual tax bill and uh, the really the focus on the Consolidated Appropriations Act that was passed in 2022 was not signed into law until December 29th, 2022. So this is brand new information. There are something close to 100 new changes that will impact retirement accounts and IRAs and deductions and contributions and required minimum distributions and all that. So if you think it's not important, that's not correct. It's very important, it's very confusing, and it requires a lot of ongoing study, doesn't it, Tenny? And here we were just getting used to secure one where the required minimum distributions, RMDs, were changed from 
70 and a half to 72. Now it's changing again. And other factors that we thought were pretty well established back a couple of years ago, now they're changing again. You know, I was listening to some of the tax program from Heckerling, um, which I try to do every single year. It's an entirely uh, week-long program. I've gone to it in person. Sometimes they'll do it online. And I was thinking, I wonder what our founding fathers would think when they were signing the new um, Constitution into law. If they could see us now, what we've become with all these thousands of pages of regulations, holy cow, what a difference. Well, I'd like to begin also by saying that Attorney Tenny Lance is the uh, senior partner in Lance Law, Inc., and she does uh, legal work, and she is not related to the USA Wealth Group, and um, her business is entirely separate. She does not give legal advice over the radio or on the telephone. If you need legal advice from her, you have to make an appointment and uh, give her office a call at 508-998-8800 and you can make an appointment to see her or attorney Michael Coleman. But the things that you do, Tenny, are a little bit different than the things that we do at USA Wealth Group. And uh, oh, this disclaimer entirely. right up, yes. you know, this disclaimer right up front basically says that we don't give financial advice over the air. It has to be in person all the time. And we have to keep making this disclaimer over and over again. I want to ask you how I got to be the senior partner. I don't know, probably because of your age. I was thinking about the. <laughs> No? <laughs> I thought it was the president. Well, you're the president, but you're also the senior partner and, the, and uh-huh. you're the managing partner and all those good things. You know, one of the things that Ben Franklin once said was, in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. Well, that's a common phrase, yep. How about Will Rogers? True. Will Rogers once said, the only difference between death and taxes is that death doesn't get worse every time Congress meets. (laughs) I think that's a very appropriate quotation for today. He was great. You know, before I forget it, one of the things that we have from uh, the major company that we work with is a 2023 tax summary. And if anybody would like a copy of this, it has tax brackets for 2023, standard deductions, um, IRA contribution amounts, So, for example, in 2023, if you're under the age of 50, you can put $6,500 a year into an IRA account. Is that every person or is it for a married couple? No, it's every person can do that. If you're 50 years of age and over, you can do $7,500 as an additional $1,000. Why? Because you waited too long to put money away, so they want you to put more money away for your own retirement. Yeah, I guess in general the movement is toward having people plan and pay for their own retirement as opposed to what was traditional for a long while of getting pensions from companies. Pensions have almost entirely disappeared. Well, I think I read once that 80% of all business in this country is conducted by small business. So We're used to seeing the television ads and everything about large corporations, and there's probably a tendency to think that most people work for large corporations, but that's simply not true. No. And um, the business of America is small business for the most part. But I want to pick up one quick thing on IRAs before I let this point go by. If you're under the age of 50, you can put $6,500 into an IRA account but it's related to do you have income and it's like employment income not just investment income what do you mean well you can put in up to sixty five hundred dollars or it cannot exceed what your income is for the year so if you only made six thousand dollars of income in the year you could only put six thousand dollars in you couldn't put sixty five hundred dollars in for example that's a pretty low threshold though well, it is a low threshold, but basically they don't want somebody who has um, outside investment income possibly, and we don't get into that on the radio either. 
so again, if you're 50 and over, you can put $7,500 away uh, every year, provided that you have at least $7,500 worth of income. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. This chart, again, has uh, gift and estate tax information. So the amount you can have in your estate before you have to pay federal estate taxes in 2023 is going up to $12,920,000 for a single person. (laughs) I don't think we have an awful lot of people in this area that are in that boat. No, we don't. And... um, if you're a married couple, you can double that. So you can put aside, um, what, $25, 26000000 million. No, it doesn't apply to most people, obviously. And so the bottom line is that hardly anybody owes federal gift taxes. Right. Uh, we'll talk about Massachusetts estate tax in a few minutes. So anyways, this chart also has information about Social Security and What's the maximum wage base and how much can you give away and how much there's an RMD chart on the back that tells you what the percentage amount is depending upon your age. And those rules have changed also. So for 2023, for example, and we're going to have to go into this in a little bit more detail, Tenny, unfortunately, then the... um, The amount that you must take um, for a required minimum distribution in the past, in 2022, it was age 72. For 2023, it's now going to be age 73. So they've moved it again. They've moved it again, but it's not so simple as what I just said. The rules are complicated for how to do it. So the whole area of IRAs and IRA distributions is very difficult. But if anybody would like a copy of this 2023 tax summary, uh, contact our office at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. We'd be happy to make a copy available to you. I'm just thinking that we'll have to get permission, but maybe we'll put this up on our website if we get permission to do so. Very useful, helpful chart to understand a little bit about tax brackets. So we're going to make this hopefully a little bit lighter and a little bit easier to understand. We're going to tell you some of the things that the Secure 2.0 Act of 2022 did that was only signed into law on December 29 of 2022. But stay tuned, please. We'll be back in just a minute and talk about some more wonderful things about taxes and tell you why it's so important. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. And today we're talking about the Secure 2.0 Act of 2022. And talk about something done at the tail end of the business. That's what this did. So the Secure Act 2.0 was really a new tax law, which was designed to help people improve their retirement savings. It has more than 90 changes just in the area of helping retirement savers, and also to encourage employers to offer better retirement plans. Many of these changes begin after the year 2023 that we're in right now, but a lot of the changes go into effect in this year, 2023. So as an example, I mentioned just before the break, the first year for taking required minimum distributions out of your retirement accounts and your IRAs is going to be increased from age 72 to age 73, but it only applies to somebody who has an IRA and who turned 72 after 2022. Uh, If you're confused, um, (laughs) believe it or not, um, that's what these regulations and rules are all about. So if you did turn 72 in 2022, 
then you have to take your first required minimum distribution by April 1st of this year, 2023. You got it, Tenny? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well. Uh, it's got something to do with the calendar, but yes, somewhere between 72 and 73 is That's, when you have to do your RMDs. Yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> You don't take medicines in a prescription without reading the instructions first or getting <laughs> medical advice from a doctor. You you need to get financial advice from your tax preparation person or your financial advisor. But we're pleased this morning to uh, be talking with Attorney Tenny Lance from Lance Law, Inc. And I think we said you were the senior partner. How about if we just simply said that you're the older partner? Would that... How about you just say that I'm the president? Tenny's the president of Lancelot, Inc. <laughs> um, listen, I know on what side of the bread my bread is buttered, right? I don't have to cook meals for, for the most part. <laughs> so, Did so, you like your supper last I night? I loved my supper last night. It was very good. I appreciate it. I'll have another, please. <laughs> so, Tenny, do you think taxes have been around for a, a long time? Well, probably the, well, which type of taxes? I was going to say. Any kind of taxes. No, I think they've been around forever. Probably since man first walked into the Garden of Eden, I suppose. (laughs) And he asked the question, is there a tax to pay? Right. And Eve said, no, hell no. (laughs) I'm I'm reading a book now about America in the early 1800s. And the tax back then was primarily tariffs, which is on commodities and goods and so forth, not like, on personal income. Like taxes on tea, for example. Yep. Well, how about a quotation from Plato, um, a Greek philosopher going back a couple of thousand years? And he said, where there is an income tax, the just man will pay more and the unjust less on the same income. In other words, even back in Plato's time, there was concern about some people paid taxes and a lot of unjust people did not pay taxes. Gosh, that doesn't sound much different than today. Well, that's exactly my point. So anyway, Lancelot Inc. is a separate legal entity. They do wills and trusts and estate planning and real estate transactions and nursing home planning and all those kinds of things, don't you, Tenny? Right. But you're not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, which is a totally separate entity. So one of the things we hear a lot about today is whether wealthy people pay their fair share in taxes. Uh, We just had a big fight for a long time about whether to release President Donald Trump's income taxes, and they finally got released. And, you know, well, that tells a story all by itself. We don't get into politics on this show. But sometimes people get upset if they learn that millionaires or billionaires are legally able to avoid or reduce their taxes. So whether it's correct or whether it's right or whether it's moral or immoral, some people believe that uh, it is for wealthy people to minimize their taxes. Uh, Nobody needs to pay more taxes than what you have to pay and what you're required to pay. So there's a lot of tax strategies, for example, that wealthy people are able to rely upon, but they can be perfectly available to anybody else. And I think sometimes people forget that. So why don't more people take advantage of some of the tax savings things that they could do? And maybe it's because our schools do a bad job of educating students about money or taxes, wealth. I've, I've always thought that was the case. I mean, so many people, like my mother, had no idea how to run a checkbook, had no idea what income taxes were all about. Um, you probably see and, that still today. Sure. And I don't think any of our kids understand really what charge cards do or charge accounts. I don't think that schools teach money or how to handle it well? Well, for example, there are a couple of things that um, are available for a lot of people, and uh, people choose not to use them, like Roth IRAs or using life insurance are ways in which people can help reduce their income taxes 
How, how does that work? Well, we're going to get into that, and we're going to talk more about Roths, and we're going to talk more about life insurance. But I'll give you one little quick tip about life insurance. If you have a life insurance policy, and let's say it's a $100,000 policy, and it gets payable to a named beneficiary, you die, the beneficiary collects the $100,000. Uh, do you think you pay any income tax on that money? You being the dead person or you being no, the, the person getting it. The beneficiary. I know that they don't, but right. I'm not sure why that was ever put in place. Well, it has to do with tax law. Uh-huh. And um, my understanding, and historically, is um, when we were mostly a farming economy and people relied on farms, uh, it was not unusual that the man was out in the fields doing all the the labor and to take care of the crops and the cows and everything else. And his wife would be taking care of the house and the cooking and everything else. Not terribly dissimilar from today, but... So if the man died first, men typically die before women, then who could run the farm? And often farms were sold because nobody could afford to run the farm any longer. So So that was really the genesis of the insurance industry. How does that relate to insurance? Well, it relates to insurance because at some point, Congress decided that it was important to allow insurance companies to sell insurance policies, but not have the money that was received by the beneficiaries be taxable as income. So the poor wife who was struggling with laundry and washboards and cooking and fireplaces and all that were the wives were able to collect this income without paying tax on it, right? Just because their husbands toiled in the field and probably died earlier. (laughs) Yeah, but that means also that the surviving spouse, usually a woman, uh, would be able to maybe hire somebody to run the farm and not have to sell the farm. True. So that's, that's what I've heard historically. But in any event, insurance is a vehicle that a lot of people don't take a look at. They think it's something they don't need. I just need a small policy to bury me and all that kind of thing. So here's a question. Are are you aware, Tenny, that tax rates are actually scheduled to go up higher in 2025? Did you know that? I did know that, but I'm not sure everybody else is aware of the fact that their taxes are going to increase in 2025. Well, it has to do with the fact that in uh, 2017, then-President Trump signed into law, passed by Congress, not by the President, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. That was done in 2017. It was the largest tax code overhaul in something like 30 years. But a lot of those benefits that were given, like we all had lower income tax rates, they were designed to help individuals and families, and a lot of those particular tax benefits actually end in 2025. And the way the law is written, we immediately go back to a higher income tax rate two years from now. Yeah, if I recall correctly, that was sort of like a throw-in to make sure that people didn't revolt at all the tax benefits that were provided in that law for businesses and corporations. They sort of threw in this lower tax rate for people until 2025, I think probably hoping that people would forget all about this and not be aware of what they had done back in 2017. So what happens if you are retired or scheduled to retire this year or the next two years? Um, If you haven't thought about how tax increases might impact your retirement, uh, you should. You might end up having to work longer if tax rates go higher. Right now, it is the law that tax rates will go higher in 2025. So could that change? Sure. But on the other hand, we've had inflation and pandemics and problems, and we've had Congress that doesn't get along with each other. And Congress could change the law and say, we want those tax changes to be permanent. But are they going to do that? How do you pay down the massive deficits we have in this country if you don't increase tax revenue? So right now, people ought to be thinking and planning that two years from now, income taxes are going to go up. And if you're retired or thinking about retirement, 
you ought to have your own plan figured out about how you're going to protect your assets if you have to pay higher income taxes. How can you afford to live? Right. Um, so we're going to talk about several strategies uh, today. We're going to be talking about some very specific things that we could do. So taxes are always going to be with us. The question is, have you thought about it and have you planned for it? Do you really think that the income taxes that you're paying now are going to be lower when you retire? Chances are they're not. Stay tuned. We will be right back. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Money Wise. Our subject that we're discussing this morning is taxes, and specifically, if you're retired or getting closer to retirement, have you thought about what the impact of income taxes will be on your retirement income? For example, are you aware that as much as 85% of your Social Security benefits could be subject to taxation? I don't think a lot of people realize that. I think a lot of people believe that they don't have to pay taxes on Social Security, but that's not necessarily the case. So welcome back to Attorney Lance. Tenny Lance is from Lance Law, Inc. It's not an affiliated entity with USA Wealth Group. And I guess I should explain to our listening audiences, Tenny, that when we go home at night, we don't sit and talk about taxes, do we? We generally don't talk about work. It's sort of been an unwritten rule that we leave things at the office, which I think has worked well. Sometimes we don't talk at all. No, that's not <laughs> well, the case. We both have interesting lives and things to do. And Busy no, lives. we might not talk to each other all that much because we're reading or writing or something. Or reading quotations. Did you know that Ronald <laughs> Reagan, uh, one of our uh, presidents, once said, the taxpayer, definition of the taxpayer, someone who works for the government but doesn't have to take a civil service exam. <laughs> That's us. That's true. We all work for the government, don't we? Yes. Yep. Well, um, if you could take a look at investment strategies that possibly could reduce your tax liability in retirement, what would you want to uh, know about them? This is a question for our audience. And when's the last time that maybe your broker or financial advisor suggested strategies when the purpose of the strategies was to reduce your taxes in retirement? If you haven't had that discussion, you ought to have that discussion. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people get hung up on how much they're going to make on their investments and whether or not they're going to have this big pool available of money when they retire. But they don't think hardly at all about how income taxes or other taxes might impact that money they're so anxious to make. Well, I'm thinking also about the fact that people sometimes go on vacation, depends upon their assets and their income, what kind of a vacation they take. Do they jump a plane and get down to Florida? Do they take a cruise? Do they go camping for a week? But think about what you do if you take a vacation of any kind. First thing you do is you say, where are we going to go? Then you say, what do we need to bring with us? What do we need to pack? How long are we going to be gone? Who's going to water the plants? Who's going to take care of the animals while we're away? You have to do a lot of planning, don't you? In a variety of areas, I think, is your point. So that when people near retirement age, they have to worry not just do they have enough money, but what's their income tax strategy. Well, I think that, and, and I've read this before too, that most people who take a vacation will spend more time planning for their vacation than they will be for planning for their retirement. That's pretty sad when you right. think about it. Right. And a lot of people think that 
gosh, I'm going into retirement. I've paid off my credit card debts. I've paid off my mortgage. I don't have, you know, these uh, high interest items to worry about. I'm going to be in good shape for retirement. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that one of the largest expenses in retirement for most people and for many people is going to be taxes? Right. So if you're not planning to take care of that, then you're not planning properly for retirement. We can help you with that. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'd be happy to schedule an appointment to have you come in and uh, meet with one of us here and talk about what is your plan for retirement. So we've talked a little bit about the Tax Act. Will your taxes be higher or lower in retirement? We began talking about this new Secure 2 Act that was very recently passed by Congress and signed by President Biden. And one of the things that I found interesting about that act is that starting in 2025, if you're an employer and you start a new retirement set-aside program, generally called a 401k or a 403b or whatever, that you're going to need to enroll the employees. They're not going to have a choice. Yep. And actually, in this new act, which was signed into law on December 29th, 2022, I want to keep mentioning that because it's that new, it's that recent. And that's why we study all the time to uh, stay up to date with this subject. The Act contains 92 new provisions to encourage people to increase their savings, boost incentive for businesses, and create more savings for retirement. They're putting a lot of pressure now and giving a lot of reasons and incentives for people to put aside more money for retirement. This legislation, by the way, did enjoy congressional support on both sides of the aisle, both Democrats and Republicans. But, yeah, so... Beginning in 2025, which is just a couple of years from now, one of the sections is going to require employers to automatically enroll anybody who's eligible, any employee, in these new 401k plans or 403 plans. I think that's really an important factor to me. I mean, a lot of employers have 401k plans, and people don't feel that they can afford to contribute to them. I see it all the time. Yeah, and so that's one thing that we ask people when they come in is, do you have a 401k or a 403b? And many of them say, no, I could never afford participating in that because it takes money away from my weekly net income. But boy, if you're beginning at 2025, the employee is not going to have a choice. Of course, that applies only to the new 401k plans, not existing plans, but still, it's a big change, I think. And so one quick example of that, starting in the year 2025, employees are going to be required to put in at least 3% of their income into this plan. It's a form of forced savings for retirement. But you know what, I I think all the time, we've got a lot of clients that started right when they were in their early, very early 20s with their very first job, putting money aside for retirement. And they would put aside money into savings plans and savings accounts or into company-sponsored retirement plans. And then when they could afford a little bit more, they put in a little bit more. And I can't tell you how many couples I've seen who've done that And then when they get to be regular retirement age, 65 to 70 age, they've got $2 million put aside. And I think, holy cow, how did you do it? Well, you did it by doing regular systematic savings. So it makes, makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Which is smart and which was terrific. It's just that not everybody has free cash around to put into these plans because they're struggling. So... I think this is going to be a wake-up call for a lot of people. Well, let me read to you something from the Bible, Tenny. This is a a Sunday morning we're talking, so I want to read something from Luke uh, chapter 2, verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. So taxes and tax discussion has been around for a long time. 
Yep, sort and, of a, a, the wrong time of year to be quoting that particular one. But <laughs> Well, I guess yeah. it also indicates that there was forced taxation even right. way back in the time of the Roman Empire. Yep. So there's also a Jewish proverb that says, taxes grow without rain. And they do, don't they? That's the end of it. That's the end of it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> All right, I'll try to find something that's more exciting exciting. for you. (laughs) So lots of new things, new uh, required minimum distribution rules, as we've said. There have been studies done that show that most Americans between the ages of 55 and 64 have a median savings account of only $134,000. That's a staggering low number. Read that again because actually I'm surprised that Okay. Most people have savings accounts at all. Studies show that Americans between the ages of 55 and 64 held a median savings amount of only $134,000. It doesn't have to be necessarily in a savings account. Right. But savings, if you will, of $134,000. So if you're in that group when you haven't put aside much for retirement, then probably my guess is that you know, taxes and retirement is not going to be your biggest problem. You'll have other things to worry about. Do you have enough income to live on? You know, a lot of people think they're going to just rely upon Social Security. Social Security was never designed or created to be your sole source of retirement income. Yes. I, I don't think people nowadays realize that because it's almost 100 years since that program started. But that's right, the program wasn't meant to support people after they retire. It was just meant to supplement. Yep. You know, I have a a fairly good idea of the kinds of people who typically listen to our radio show, Money Wise, and a lot of people who come into the office and give us the privilege of becoming our clients. But thankfully, a lot of our typical clients have done a good job preparing for retirement. And they've become more proactive as it gets closer to retirement, to saving money and putting money aside. But don't overlook taxes and tax planning, because if you're like most people, the answer to the question of whether your taxes are going to be higher or lower or still the same, it depends. It depends on what the sources of your retirement income are. So maybe you can change some of the sources of your income and reduce your taxes in retirement. And that's what people who plan are able to do. We're gonna take one final break this morning and come back shortly and continue our discussion about tax changes and tax savings and some things that you might do to um, help reduce your taxes in retirement. So please stay tuned, we will be right back. Call 508-998. 8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning on WBSM by USA Wealth Group. And let me welcome back again Attorney Tenny Lance. My name is Ray Lance. Uh, we're related somewhere along the line. Um, For a long while. Do you know that Albert Einstein didn't read until he was, I think, five years old? Yes, he was certainly a fascinating character. He's an individual with a lot of quirks. One of the things he once said is, the hardest thing in the world to understand is the income tax. <laughs> well, that's true. listening to these people over the last few days at the Heckling Institute, they're talking about regulation provisions that are numbered in the 50,000s, like Two two point three three O Z. I mean, it's just amazing. The tax code is how many pages long, right? Oh hell, I don't think anybody even knows anymore. I don't think it, so. Literally, it grows bigger every year, and the regulations. 
I mean, there's one volume of the Internal Revenue Code that it's got to be close to two inches thick now, printed on both sides. And then there are two more pages of the same size books of just the regulations. I've stopped buying the regulations now because they change so often, and I can just look them up on the computer, which is easier. But I do buy uh, tax books themselves every year. You know, one of the things I've always been pleased about is the fact that I was able to get my Master of Laws degree in taxation from Boston University School of Law when I did. The tax code was a bit simpler, but I always found it fascinating. Why did you find it fascinating? I've always sort of wondered why taxes became your thing. I don't know. I I found the first part of law school to be boring, and I read a lot of poetry and novels in my first year. And then I discovered commercial law courses, like the Uniform Commercial Code and tax courses. So I took all the tax courses that were available at Boston College Law School. And then I went back later and made the commute to Boston a couple of times a week to take the master's degree program. I've just always been fascinated by it. Because I think taxes are so complicated, I don't know how anybody can really get a handle on it. Well, that's what we study. You can't learn it once and say, I know the Internal Revenue Code. You have to look at it every single year. You have to subscribe to publications. I get the Kiplinger tax letter. I belong to the Ed Slot Advisor Program and lots of other things. But also, like, every, every rule in the tax code has seven exemptions and three examples. It's... It's just impossible to keep it all straight. Well, it represents the best of all the special interests that we've ever had in America. True. When you think about it. So who do you think writes the Internal Revenue Code? The IRS. How about Congress? Well, obviously they pass it, but they get all this advice, I think. (laughs) Well, they get advice, but of course a lot of the times they don't really know what they're doing necessarily. I mean, how do you get an act like this past year presented as a part of the funding bill and it's presented to Congress at the uh, last week or 10 days and it gets passed and then it doesn't get signed into law until December 29th. Here's a quotation which has a, a writer who was anonymous. Our founding fathers objected to taxation without representation they should see it today with representation. Right. And that's really true. It's really very complicated. But, you know, some of our sources of income we know are taxable, like wages and withdrawals from IRAs or 401Ks and 403Bs. If you take money out of those, it's always taxable as ordinary income. And then we've got income tax sources that are entirely tax-free, maybe tax-exempt interest on municipal bonds or qualified distributions from a Roth IRA is not taxable income. But then to complicate things even more, there's other things that are subject to taxation, but the rates can be more favorable than money coming out of wages or money coming from IRA withdrawals, like dividends or long-term capital gains, Social Security. Those are all taxed differently. And as we said earlier, Social Security can be taxable. It depends upon your tax bracket and what your other income sources are. So Social Security is complicated. Social Security, by the way, has 20,000 pages of regulations. It's not so simple as people think. So taxes are definitely going to go up in 2025. And don't be the person who gets angry with wealthy people if you read about how they can beat the scheduled tax increases uh, by converting to a tax-free Roth before 2025. So we're going to see in the next couple of years more and more people looking at taking a traditional IRA and converting it into a Roth IRA. And by the way, you have to pay some income taxes when you do that. Right. But then it's going to continue to grow tax-deferred, and when you take out money later, maybe you'll be in a lower tax bracket and then maybe you won't pay any income taxes at all on it. So there's many, many things that we can do. We will be focusing more on Roth IRAs in the future going forward. The founder uh, or co-founder of PayPal, 
who is a billionaire, a gentleman named Peter Thiel, for example, reportedly has a Roth IRA that's valued at $5 billion. Good heavens. You don't get to do that by just making an annual contribution to a Roth IRA. You must have built up some major accounts elsewhere, like maybe a 401k, and then you converted it into a Roth IRA, or you converted it into a regular IRA and later into a Roth IRA. Just so, some of the terms that you see in this Secure Act 2, the mega backdoor Roth 401 conversion. Each one of those terms is hard to figure out what the heck they're talking about. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that although these are very wealthy people to begin with, they've been successful in business, they can take advantage of tax rules to put their uh, retirement accounts into a Roth IRA, which is not going to be taxable when you take money out of it later. And you know what? Those same rules can be used by average, ordinary people as well. Right. It's complicated. You have to have good advice. You have to have, I think, a lot of patience and time to absorb what the alternatives are. It's really hard. Yeah, and there's a few lessons to be learned. One is that nothing is better than something that's tax-free. If you have money in a life insurance, a permanent life insurance policy, by the way, the interest can be pulled out later in a way that you don't have to pay taxes on it. And we won't talk about that on the radio, but we'll be happy to talk about that one-on-one if somebody would like to know more about it. I think Um, you have really always been an advocate for life insurance because of some of its features, like we just talked about the fact that it doesn't get taxed to the person who receives that life insurance. Right. But as we know, uh, you and I, Tony, if you own a life insurance policy in your name at your death, then that life insurance policy will be includable in your estate. So right now, Massachusetts has an estate tax exemption of how much? Well, at the moment, it's $1 million, But both houses of the Massachusetts legislature has passed slightly different bills to increase that exemption to $2 million per person. It's just that they didn't get their acts together to make those common changes to the bill. So it's still $1 million. And so if you out there have a house worth half a million or thereabouts, if you've got some larger bank accounts, if you've got life insurance and some 401ks or IRAs, you may well owe a, or not you, but your inheritors, your beneficiaries, may well owe an estate tax upon your death, and many people don't know about that. So although our focus today has been primarily to talk about some income tax changes, and we haven't even scratched the surface on some of the things we can discuss on that subject, don't overlook estate taxes. I see clients all the time that have something over the $1 million amount, and they're going to end up paying estate taxes somebody who's single, for example. So the rules are very complicated even for that, but uh, sometimes we'll recommend that you take that and put it into a different person's name or put it into uh, an irrevocable life insurance trust. But then it becomes not part of your state after a certain period of time. The rules are complicated on that. So basically, as we come to an end today, let me just mention again that nobody needs to pay more taxes ever than what is actually legally necessary. And anyone can arrange their affairs so that your taxes will be as low as possible. That's a famous quotation from Judge Learned Hand. And it's not even a patriotic duty to pay uh, more taxes than what you need to. If you do planning, um, you can reduce taxes. So You can um, make an appointment, give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to review your assets and find out whether you have a a taxable estate possibly or whether you're going to be paying more money in retirement that you need to. 
So this show today, I think, has been kind of a slow slog about taxes, which most people don't want to think about. But our purpose in doing it, I think, was simply to make sure that people know that this huge new law was put into place at the end of last year, and it could impact your retirement. So you want to get good advice about what it's all about. So if you haven't thought about taxes, you need to. We can help you do that. We know that taxes will go up in 2025. Just simply make an appointment. Let's help you review your position to make sure that you're gonna manage your taxes in the most efficient way possible in retirement. And again, thank you, Tenny, for being here, Attorney Tenny Lance. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week on the radio. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business USA Wealth Group Incorporated. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by USA Wealth Group Incorporated are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. USA Wealth Group Incorporated is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Incorporated. Teddy Lance is not affiliated with or endorsed by AE Wealth Management LLC. Lance Law Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.